This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. And welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gooden. I'm joined on this weekend wrestling by Garth Jackson. How are you, buddy? Hello. Good, yeah. Uh, a bit fried. Despite the fact that everybody's locked down and shit, I'm still working like an idiot. And I was working till like 11 o'clock last night. I meant um, to ask you this earlier. What were you doing till 11 uh, o'clock last night? Well, I've had loads of problems with my connection with our um, remote desktop. So I just sucked it off and had the afternoon off. But then realized <laughs> that. But then totally forgot that we're not in Friday. I like, oh, shit, I need to get this done. So I had a report of something like 600 enough accounts that I need to report on. Aye, so uh, sitting up till about 11, half 11 last night doing it. So it was done. So have you are you working from home? Are you not in the office then? Yeah, I'm working from home, like remotely. Ah, uh, okay. And this explains why you're able to listen to Mando Diao on Spotify. Oh yeah, Mando Diao and all that shit. Love it. Um, so obviously we are without Chris today. Um, I haven't thought of a witty reason as to why he's not here. Um, Garth, have you thought of any witty reason? I think what happened is he's had a massive overload of. Japanese wrestling <laughs> and through watching it all it's burned his brain so bad that he's now finally realised that the 80s and 90s WWF is the best <laughs> and now he's on a massive Hulk Hogan kick he has turned into Jim Cornette <laughs> <laughs> his idol he's just got a poster above his bed of Jim Cornette he's not here because he said sorry guys I, I couldn't come I'm watching um, the Hogan years <laughs> Hogan versus Earthquake from SummerSlam 1990. That little gem. <laughs> That's wicked, wicked chair shots in that. There is, there is. Um, I miss. I like Earthquake. I love Earthquake. Um, anyway, so we're obviously here to chat all of the wrestling news uh, from this week, and obviously with it being yet another week of isolation, you'd think ah, there probably won't be that much to report. Oh, how wrong you are, people <laughs> of the internet. So. Before we start, now I haven't shared this with you, Garth, because I'll be perfectly honest, I forgot. Um, but today and um, towards the end of yesterday, it was announced that AEW had been fined $10,000. Um, <laughs> the reason being that the Maryland uh, State Athletic Commission had had a complaint regarding the Lights Out match between Kenny Omega 
and John Moxley, basically saying that it was too violent. Um, and it's <laughs> <laughs> the apparently the reasons that are quoted are it was unsportsmanlike or physically dangerous conduct, um, deliberately lacerating oneself or one's opponent, or by any other means introducing human or animal blood into the ring. Um, now, obviously, it's ten thousand dollars. You know, it's been widely reported on Facebook that Tony Khan is worth roughly seven billion dollars. It's it's chump <laughs> change to him. What what has got everyone going <laughs> is that the bloke that actually reported them is an ex WCW announcer by the name of Christopher Cruz, who then fucking posted it on Twitter. <laughs> this is like fucking like this is like looking back at Elvis Presley being outrageous at the time it's like eh hang on this is not even <laughs> this is fucking tame it's these just people, ridiculous are these people like are these people stuck in like the 60s or something like cut your hair young man <laughs> Uh, Christopher Cruz points of view. I know he. This is. This is. I'm going to read from you. I'm going to read the um, Cruz post on his official Facebook profile. Um, so this is what uh, I apologise. It's not the best. It's not that well written. Um, look, the easy thing to say in response to the ten thousand fat ten thousand dollar fine levied on AEW by the MSAC is that it is pocket change for a billionaire. I get that, but it ain't nothing. And it is public, or will be on May 20th when the commission meets and then posts the consent order on its website and distributes it to all other commissions throughout the country. And keep in mind that the next violation will result in a revocation of their license in Maryland and possible show stoppage in the middle of the mat in the middle of a match. The commission is on notice now that others are watching its actions. This puts AEW on notice as well, and it embarrasses the company. By this time tomorrow, the story will have spread far and wide, and it will appear in the mainstream publications. This is a black eye for AEW and for the business. Now, <laughs> this is just like basically right. Okay, we'll just skip that place. That's it. Done. I will just point out. I mean, this this was obviously announced today, um, and then he got bombarded with over three hundred and fifty negative comments, including Conrad Tom Thompson just tweeting. Chris Cruz sucks, which I thought was quite <laughs> funny. Um, this, of course, comes in the wake of the fact that on AEW Dynamite this week, um, Sammy Guevara was mown down by a golf cart. So clearly AEW have done absolutely nothing regarding <laughs> this fine. I think it's petty. I think it's ridiculous. And why, why you would do that? They aren't hurting anyone. No one is watching this and going, do you know what? Dad, let's go get the barbed wire out. <laughs> throw me on it. It's some people just have too much time, obviously now in their hands. It's but then it's on just, top it's... of that, to then go and post it all over Facebook and Twitter that you, you alone, are the person that has complained. What a fucking like moron! It's like the it's like the person that like writes in the point of view. 
because <laughs> somebody's tit fell out or something and then it ruins it for everybody else. <laughs> no more titty shots. It's <laughs> indecent exposure. It was a birthing programme, you fucking moron. It's called the no midwife. Boobs. No more boobs for anyone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start that by basically just saying, Chris Cruz, you're a twat. So yeah, um, absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But never mind. Let's move on to something that is possibly even more petty, Garth. <laughs> um, so on Monday night, um, whilst Raw were producing the Raw with the lowest numbers in Raw history. Uh, wow. 1,600,000, I believe, or round about there. Um, they, obviously, with Money in the Bank happening on Sunday, they were showing the most iconic cash-ins. And, obviously, having listened to the Podmania list, um, <laughs> they came to the same conclusion as us and pretty much everyone else, that Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31 was the most iconic Money in the Bank cash-in. However, Garth... Did you notice something a little bit strange? Like something was missing? Yeah, it felt like something was missing. Um, because obviously, at the time that Seth Rollins cashed in, I don't know if you know this, but Brock Lesnar was actually having a match with himself. <laughs> um, and obviously, once once Rollins curb-stomped Brock, who was absolutely exhausted from this match he was having with himself... Um, Rollins won the championship. Now, I don't know about you, but that's that's definitely how I remember WrestleMania 31. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was like a Kenny Omega versus a blow-up doll match. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, uh, the WWE completely wiped Roman Reigns from this clip at no point. Bearing in mind that, obviously, the title match, the main event of Mania 31 was Reigns versus Lesnar before Rollins cashed in. They'd completely wiped any footage of Reigns from the time when Rollins was running in and then faded to black as Rollins was counting the pinfall to then show Rollins with the belt. They basically, the way they edited it made it look like once Rollins had curb-stomped Brock, Rollins had then pinned Brock. Yeah, that that was how it looked. I'm not being stupid, God. That's how it looked, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. it, ju- it it defies belief. Now, there's already very very large rumors going around at the moment that Roman Reigns is in quite a lot of hot water with the WWE at the moment. Now, how hot water this hot water is, I I don't know. Um, but apparently there is there is significant heat now. If the WWE are going out of their way to cut reins out of bits of their history, out of bits of their show footage, what the fuck? That is cutting your nose off to spite your face. That is absolute lunacy. Well, there's that, like, there was that. And then the whole, well, because was it Melter or... I think it was Melter who reported that... um, WWE have told them announcers not to mention Reigns at all anymore. So, what the fuck's he done? Well, it's because he didn't turn up for Mania. Well, he had leukemia. Yeah, this this is from what I can gather from 
what I can gather, this is where it all stems from. Reigns was supposed to obviously take on Goldberg in a battle of the spears at WrestleMania. Um, Reigns then turned up, apparently, apparently to Mania, um, the tapings, and said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable working in these circumstances. Uh, and absolute props to Reigns, because, you know, absolutely, you are possibly the most at risk aside from... Dan- well, no, including Daniel Bryan. I don't know why I said aside from Daniel Bryan. Um, you are the most at risk. You have a lowered immune system because of your two bouts of <laughs> leukemia. And don't forget, he's just had another child. Mm-hmm. He's either just had another child or his wife is pregnant. I, I can't remember which one it is. Either way, any self-respecting boss or employer is looking at them going, yeah, actually, you are absolutely right. Go for it. I agree with you. No, 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 no. Not the WWE. They've completely wiped him from that footage. They've told commentators not to mention his name. It just what seems the, so petty. What about, the, what about the mania? You know, like the promo packages and the intros and stuff. Because he's all over that. He is, but I don't think they had time to edit that out. I wonder if they'll do it now. I mean, to be perfectly honest, Garth, remember they put the same fucking video package on both nights. <laughs> they didn't even bother making two separate video packages. It was just the same video package, the same really, really awkward, cringy video package. Um, I wonder who he's pissed off. I, I can't possibly see how... This has caused this reaction from the WWE. The last time I heard the WWE doing anything like this was when they edited Chris Jericho out of the introduction. Sorry, the like now, then, forever oh, thing yeah, at the yeah. start. But that he'd mm. signed with AEW. You know, Chris Jericho himself said, "Yeah, why would why would they want me in that footage? That mm. it just makes sense." This makes no sense. Reigns is still a top now. Yes, there's no storyline for Reigns at the moment, so you wouldn't be mentioning Roman Reigns at the moment, obviously. You're not going to mention people that aren't at the tapings. But he's still one of, if not the top guy in the company. You've spent fucking years, five years, pushing this guy to the moon to detriment to his push because ultimately people just refuse to accept him as the babyface. And now you're just editing him out of footage. Now you're just yeah. not having him in one of the most iconic moments in your recent history. Now, this could be WWE attempting to build sympathy for Reigns, and then when he comes back, people will be like, oh, Reigns, yeah, fight the authority again. <laughs> um, which <laughs> I, I'd like to say that I think that's what it is. I don't, because can you imagine the negativity this would receive if people found out it was fake? <laughs> Surely WWE have got to come out with an explanation. Otherwise, it's just more shit they've got to deal with that they really don't need it. They shouldn't even have to... Why? Like, somebody's actually ha- given a job, right, get rid of Reigns. It's like, why? What difference is it going to make to this? Unless they know something we don't know about them. Like some sort of scandal. Some kind of scandal. What kind of scandal do you think Roman Reigns has been involved in, Garth? Go on, put you on the spot. Uh, drug trafficking. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I thought you were going to go something comedic. <laughs> Him and the Usos. 
of a massive ring. <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here first. Apparently, that is happening in the WWE. Who knew? <laughs> um, obviously, it's gonna. We're gonna have to see how this pans out in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'd be very surprised after the after the backlash. I'd be very very surprised if WWE do this again. Um, I'd laugh if um, someone just came. It came out and went, yeah, somebody fucked up. They edit the wrong bit. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to edit out Brock. Yeah. Um, obviously, this sort of plays into the fact that Florida have said that live performances can now start up again and they can have crowds again, but yeah. at a significantly reduced rate and apparently still observing the social distancing. Um, I, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest I don't think you know considering America has got an absolutely ludicrous death rate and infection rate I think it's ridiculous that you're opening up um, Florida but that's that's by the by um, what I'm getting at is obviously with WWE now filming again and filming live and going live with the with the blessing of Florida do you think we're going to see rains sooner rather than later <laughs> I don't think we'll see rains until it's all properly blown over. He's got too much to lose. And he doesn't need it. He's got... <clears throat> he's got other things he can do. If the WWE are going to be arseholes about it as well, he'll just say, right, fuck you, I'll just go and do some movies with, with um, my cuz. Let's be honest. If the worst were to happen and rains left... He's not a man who's short of options. No. I imagine... He's the next rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Just in movies, he will be absolutely fine. I mean, I know he was in... Is it Hobbs and Shaw he was in? Yeah. Um, have you seen that? Can you comment on his acting prowess? Haven't seen it. I won't be seeing it. <laughs> no, neither will I. Because if you've seen one Fast and Furious movie, you've seen them all. Um, but I will... You've got companies who will be literally lining up to take on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whether it be AEW, whether it be every fucking company in Japan, he's a big deal. You know, he is probably one of the biggest stars in pro wrestling. So he leaves, you fucking sign him. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems very, very... Cut your nose off to spy your face. Very petty, which is just... It's so unlike Vince McMahon and the WWE. I just... I don't understand <laughs> where this has come no. from. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on from that because, uh, obviously, until we've got more information, it seems like we're flogging a bit of a dead horse there. Um, we talked about Florida, Garth, um, mm-hmm. reintroducing not only live, live um, events, but also introducing... I think it's 25% capacity, isn't it, of, of yeah. uh, venues, something like that. Obviously, still observing still observing the it's rules. Strict rule, I uh, strict. I don't know how they can enforce that, but we'll we'll see, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. Um, what, what happens if everybody needs a toilet at the same time? That is a good point. You're just going to have to <laughs> wet yourself. You are just going to have to wet yourself. The, it Raw is three hours, mate. I'm sure there are plenty of piss break matches. <laughs> Um, oh, Liv Morgan versus Natalia. See you in a bit. Um, yeah, on the flip side of this, um, where there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel in America, in Japan, there doesn't seem to be an end to it. Um, it's, it's it's really quite scary. I mean, New Japan, over 
the last couple of days have announced that the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which takes place over May and June, has been cancelled completely. And they announced today that their Madison Square Garden show, which is supposed to be in August has been postponed as well. Now, they were billing Wrestle Dynasty, which is the name of this show. They were billing this basically as a second Wrestle Kingdom. This was an enormous, enormous show for New Japan, and this was obviously going to be them promoting it on their own as opposed to with Ring of Honor like they did at the G1 Supercard. So you get the impression that postponing this, and it has only been postponed, it's been moved to 2021, you do get the impression that they've been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on because they don't want to postpone the show. But the postponements come. Um, Obviously, we've still got no stardom wrestling either. Big Japan have announced the cancellation of all their shows, and they are now having to put forward a crowdfunder to actually stay afloat. Now, Big Japan are a relatively big company in Japan. So the fact that they are financially struggling under this point is quite scary. Um, 10 million yen, isn't it? It's just, it's it's still quite a scary time. And New Japan can afford to be perhaps a little bit more cautious because obviously they're owned by Bushi Road, who are a multi-million dollar corporation. You know, money shouldn't be a problem for them. But someone like a big Japan, they are going to struggle. I mean, all Japan have been doing empty arena shows this entire time. Noah have been doing empty arena shows this entire time, but have recently announced the cancellation of their shows. Dragon Gate announced the cancellation of their shows and have only just announced that they are going to try some empty arena shows. They've just announced their King of Gate shows. It's quite scary. Obviously, this will end. Obviously. At the moment, it just doesn't... It's like, yeah, but when... Yeah, I think on the on the positive side of it, at least they're taking it seriously. Whereas America and to an extent the UK are just like, uh, we need to start opening stuff because we need to make some money. And that's what it boils down to, money. Whereas, like, if you look at, I mean, New Japan, that Madison Square Garden gig was probably a massive, massive money spinner as well as another way to get sort of Western eyes on their product. So they're losing out that revenue. I'm guessing I'm I'm guessing it would have like pay per view buys or ticket sales or um their network thing. That's all coming to it and whatever I'm I'm surprised if whatever sort of deposit they put down they've lost. So that's massive. Even for a company like New Japan, I would say. But these other ones, the like the sort of like Big Japan and stuff, like the fact that they're having to go to the fans for money is just crazy. It's scary times. Um, you mentioned obviously the UK, and we've got the highest the highest death rate in Europe now, mm-hmm. um, and you understand to a certain extent why. You know, people are feeling the pressure to open. People are struggling with unemployment and they're struggling with income. And obviously they want to try and restart that economy as soon as possible. Um, Japan made the mistake, I think, of, you know, they were trying to make it sound like stuff wasn't as bad as it was because of Mm. wanting to keep the Olympics. Now the Olympics has gone, you know, been postponed. I 
they're sort of like, well, we've got nothing else to lose now. We might as well say, look, we might as well (laughs) shut down. So, yeah, it's... It is quite sad, quite alarming, just how serious it is hitting certain areas. And obviously, from a wrestling fan perspective, the fact that New Japan are getting rid of the best of the Super Juniors and Wrestle Dynasty at Madison Square Garden, um, you presume they're going to get rid of Dominion as well because there's a Dominion show in the middle of that. It's uh, it's going to be a long time before I think we see live wrestling from uh, from companies coming out of Japan. Yep. Which, uh, yeah, not good. On to some injuries then, Garth. Only a quick note mm-hmm. here. Um, Kevin Owens, um, obviously on the back of his match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 36, um, he's got an injury, needs an X-ray on his ankle. Now, there hasn't been anything that's come out to say how long he's out for, um, but obviously if he needs an X-ray, there's going to be something wrong with it. Um, yeah. I suppose it's a there's never a good time to be injured. But this way Owens is at home, he's with his wife, he's with his kids, he's, you know, notoriously a fantastic parent. So the fact that he's able to stay at home and has a reason to stay at home, you know, without mm-hmm. having to go, do you know what? I'm not coming into work, I'm staying at yeah. home. You know, I suppose that's a little bit of a silver lining, but um, apparently he sustained the injury when he came off um, the WrestleMania sign onto <laughs> Rollins on the announce desk. Yeah, it was it was a gnarly looking bump. To be fair, um, wasn't the like rumors that he'd done his arm in as well? <sighs> to be honest, I'm amazed he didn't die. <laughs> it was a fucking horrible bump, um, but. Nevertheless, he's out for an undisclosed amount of time. However, Jimmy Uso um, is out for six to nine months. This Um, is a knee knee injury or something. This is a knee injury, and he sustained it at WrestleMania 36 during that ladder match. Ladder match. I'm sure I noticed it as well when he did it. You could see sort of... Is it like his cruciate ligament or something daft like that he's done? Yeah, it's something. It's something very, very painful. I can attest to that. Have you done your ACL? <laughs> yep. How did you do that? When I was playing football. <laughs> Obviously. Somebody blocked the shot. Somebody blocked the shot I was taking. The bottom half of my leg stayed still and the top half of my leg moved. Oh. And basically pulled out of the joint, out of my knee socket. That's that's not very nice. Jesus Classic Christ. Classic gather injury. Oh, God. Um, how long did it take you to recover fully? That took about nine months, but before that, about a year until I could actually get the um, operation and I had to have like keyhole surgery. Uh, so I had that, and then I was sort of laid off like nine months. Well, I was it was when I was at college actually, so I was just sort of going into college with this uh, cast and then supports and all that sort of shit. But just recently it started playing up again, so I think whatever the fix is has started to deteriorate. So my knee's starting to fucking buckle. <laughs> so it's not just like when like when grandparents say, Oh, must be getting cold, I can feel it in my bones. It's not like you just thinking, Oh, it's getting hot, I can feel it in my knee. Screw that. I, I I can tell it feels the same. So I think when this is all blown over, I need a trip to the docks. <laughs> Get a new knee. <laughs> 
<laughs> you do realize if you have to have knee replacement surgery, Chris will never ever let it end. He will just mock you mercilessly for being an old I'll man. Just, I'll just wear the um, Stone Cold brace all the time. <laughs> Next time we see you, just the denim shorts, the yeah. leather waistcoat. <laughs> In January, it's pissing no worry. <laughs> hey, mate, we might not be out of this by January. Um, but yeah, we wish them both, obviously, a speedy recovery. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the WWE do with Jey Uso for the next six <laughs> to nine months. Um, I don't really see a, a singles run in Jey Uso, do you? That's job him. <laughs> yeah, he, he could be a jobber. He might just be told to stay at home, um, which, again, in the current climate, isn't exactly a bad suggestion. Um, Garth, you're a gamer. Yes. Um, how many games have you got, did you tell me and Chris the other day? Well, between the consoles I have, I reckon 150 to 200 games. But then on my Raspberry Pi, 17,000 games, I think it is. Yes, you did hear that, right, ladies and gentlemen. I think I play about ten. <laughs> <laughs> but they're there just in case, is that right? Oh, just like you know, like just in case the internet imploded and I couldn't get any hits, I've got enough to keep us going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seventeen thousand. Even if you played one a day, that's yeah. God knows how many years. God knows how many years. You're Probably set for isolation. <laughs> Especially with that dodgy knee, mate. I know. <laughs> uh, the reason I've brought up your massive, massive nerdy habit um, is because, obviously, uh, 2K announced last week that they wouldn't be doing 2K21 because they balls the fuck out of 2K20 um, and would instead be focusing on 2K Battlegrounds. <clears throat> now, there have been rumours going around this week that WWE are in talks with EA Sports to produce 2K22. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this first, Garth, because EA Sports have... have they produced a mixed bag of games of late. Um, obviously, FIFA is a crock of shit and has been for years and years and years, and despite clamouring from fans to you know sort the shit out... Um, they've done nothing and just basically repackaged the same game over and over again for must be six years now. Um, the Madden series for American football, since they've had the exclusive rights to the Ameri- to uh, the NFL, their games have been steadily getting worse. Um, they're they're basically the black sheep of video gaming and. I don't know how I feel. I mean, let's face it, they can't make more of a balls up of it than 2K did with 2K20. How do you feel about this? And obviously, as a massive game dork, you might know a little bit more about EA Sports' absolutely woeful track record. So, Well, I mean, FIFA is... It's like the WWE of sports games, and is that... It's the flash and the bang, and it does what it needs to do, but there are better alternatives, Pez. Um, <laughs> but people go for the, the flash and the, the bang, so I kind of get that. But And I, I, I could understand why 
WWE would want to go with them. And I mean, to be fair, I I get the NHL games each year, and they last year's wasn't great, but the year before that was pretty good, and the years before that have always been good. Um, again, there's no competition for that. But when I was looking at this, and I'd heard this before, anyway, I'd heard EA Sports had been sort of trying to develop to sort of customise the, the stuff they did with the MMA st- games, like the UFC and stuff like that, to fit that around wrestling. But then, I mean, th- this whole rumour came about from a job posting on the EA website saying that uh, a new producer for the sports division um, needed to have um, WWE reporting and stats sort of experience. So everyone's like, shit, WWE. It turns out WWE means um, world web editor. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. Which is a football-based thing that they use for stats and for um, updating sort of databases and things like that. (laughs) So I think it's an absolute (laughs) non-starter. Oh, that's... Well... Do you know what? We're going to stop talking about it right there. But that's just made my podcast. Thank you very much, Garth. Um, <laughs> what I will talk to you about is, and this this is happening. This isn't a rumor. Um, I'm this sure. Is exciting as well. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen um, over Facebook, over Twitter, or on YouTube that Virtual Basement, a gaming company, are producing their own wrestling game. And you might think, oh, great, another wrestling game. But you look at, um, there was, I think he's a guy called Viking Gaming. He um, he produced a almost an exclusive video um, sort of listing all the things that Virtual Basement wanted to put in their game. And it's bloody ambitious, let's put it that way. Um, but they've shown some screenshots of um, some of the wrestlers and they look fantastic. They look really, really good. They've got exclusive contracts with people from TNA or Impact, Ring of Honor. Um, and apparently this is going to be a base game. And every time DLC comes out, it's free. So you just have to download it. The only time it's going to cost anything is when licensing is an issue, which, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um the amount of game modes that they are looking at bringing in, the way they're looking at movement is just, it looks very, very, very exciting. Now, we've looked at games before and gone, oh my god, that looks amazing, and then it's been an absolute crock of shit. But this, and go and search out that video, it's on our Facebook group, it's in our Facebook, sorry, it's on our Facebook page as well, so go and check that out. It looks very, very interesting, Garth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and this is like a relatively small company as well. But you look at, I mean, they have said it's going to be next gen, which would explain the quality of the, the sort of models and stuff because they look, I don't know if they've scanned them or what, but they look like as real as you could hope to get. Um, but I was more, I mean, it looks good and, I'm interested to see more what sort of the style it's going to be, if it's going to be more like WWE games, like the simulation, or if they're going to try and maybe like quicken the pace a bit so it's a bit more like the older sort of Aki games. Like, just depends what they try to do with it. I hope they don't 
try to make it like a WWE 2K game where it's ultra realistic. But more, most interesting is when they've talked about um, talent because they're not tying themselves to any promotion. They're just basically getting people on independent contracts. And then it's it's exclusive, so it doesn't tie in with any... If they say it, so say, I mean, for instance, they've got Jeff Cobb, and if he goes and signs for a company, it doesn't interfere with his work. It's basically like his video game side of it is like a, a franchise sort of thing. It's weird, but that's how they're going to keep hold of the characters so they don't have to edit them out of the games. But looking at the list, it's, re- it's a really sort of diverse list. It's basically indie wrestling the game which is exciting like look at the they've got uh, what, Rich Swan, Sue Young these are just a few that I pulled off Jonathan Gresham uh, Jeff Cobb Brian Cage and for exclusively just for you they've got Falabar <laughs> the man I'm going to buy the game for 60 wrestlers all in which is a good chunk um, definitely keep me on it I've been sort of keeping an eye on it anyway but it's interesting. There's quite a few wrestling games in the works. Um, there's that Retro Mania one, which looks like WrestleFest, but it's got the likes of um, Aldis and it's got Legion of Doom in and a few other sort of older wrestlers, but then they've got like quite a lot of the new ones. Like I'm sure they've got... Um... Oh, I can't what it's called now. Like a couple of the NW... Yeah, and a couple of the NWA guys and... Um... Stuff like that, so that looks quite good. And then, on top of that, there's a new Total Extreme Warfare coming. There is TW twenty twenty. The demo and the beta, I think, is actually live now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so for anyone who hasn't nerds. played that, oh. anyone who hasn't played that, basically, it's Football Manager, but wrestling. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I've currently got a save on twenty sixteen, and I the amount of hours I've ploughed into that game is just. It's it's embarrassing the amount of hours I think. It's it's amazing. So in depth. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It's exciting because it's I think with this whole WWE two K cock up and yes, some of it's their fault, some of it isn't. This this year off could be good for everybody because it gives the other companies a chance to sort of take the spotlight and it also gives two K a chance to have a year off and work on stuff. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, other names. Sorry, I've just pulled up the um, pulled up something on. You've also got Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Matt Seidel as well. Um, nice. Congo Kong. <laughs> Don't know why, but <laughs> Congo <it>. Kong. <laughs> um, Caprice Coleman. But you've also got um, people from Evolve. Um, so yeah, you're right. It is going to be very much like indie game, uh, the wrestling saga. But it looks very, very promising. Um, that's all we can say at the moment. Obviously, there's been no confirmed release date because the game has got no name at the moment. <laughs> it's just known as that virtual basement game. Um, but looks very, very interesting. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. I'll definitely be looking into that as well. I'm keeping an eye on that with, with an interested eye, let's say. Something else I'm interested in, Garth, and something I know you share my interest in, is Marvel Comics. Mm. Um, and... Making the rounds recently is that I saw someone posting, Becky Lynch leaving. 
she's not. Um, <laughs> she's just she's not. Um, Becky Lynch apparently is in talks to become part of the Marvel movie franchise. Um, she made a cameo in the Rock's um, show Billions. No, mm-hmm. it's not the Rock. No, the Rock isn't Billions. The Rock's Ballers. I apologize. Um, in the show Billions, and apparently was relatively good so you know congratulations apparently this has been enough to get her some sort of deal with marvel um not a lot is known about this Garth, but obviously as a huge marvel nerd (laughs) i wanted to know how do you feel about this who would you like to see her play that sort of thing yeah i'm it's been brought up a couple of times in like different groups and stuff and i think i don't think there's a character that i could pick for her to play specifically i think looking at the release schedule of the films and the the shooting schedule from the marvel stuff either the eternals she could possibly in that i can't say i i think it's only going to be like a cameo um but most likely and this is the one that i'm quite interested to see what they do with but um there's a character called uh shang chi who's like a chinese like master of kung fu was his sort of tagline, and he has power of chi, and he's basically superhuman, can kick ass, can wield weapons. He has bullet time, so he can dodge bullets and shit. He has those gauntlets that Wonder Woman has, so he can deflect bullets. Um, and the film that he's in, well, the film that they've got has a tournament, so I reckon she could possibly be somebody in that as a fighter like a wrestler or a brawler or just somebody who's going to go out and basically kick ass as she does, um, which I could see working because it's, that's what she does day to day. And wrestling is acting. So I don't think she'll have a problem, but that's the one when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, she could be in like the, the, the tournament. I must admit that was the film that instantly drew my eye. Um, mm-hmm. I know that someone had mentioned um, the... Black Widow film, but mm-hmm. that's that's already finished. It's finished and in the can. Yeah. That was supposed to be that was supposed to be released this month, I think, wasn't it? And then it's been pushed back mm-hmm. to November. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris suggested that she becomes Shamrock, um, which her backstory is just the most tragic backstory. Basically, an alcoholic, which yeah. okay, and also like. It's like it's so obvious. <laughs> it will it will be, yeah. It will be very tongue in cheek, I feel, if that was to happen. Um but yeah, unless she's to be, you know, an unnamed person in um an immortals film or something like that, I I think I think that would certainly suit her. Um to be mm-hmm. because she, even though she has appeared in Billion, she's not the most tried and tested actor actress, yeah. should I say. Um so I feel she needs to get, you know, it's not going to be a starring role. You know, you don't get a starring role in a Marvel film franchise with little to no experience. I mean, there's there's nothing making it a character that has a start, like a small role, but then has a reoccurring role in other films. Maybe. So. Maybe. I think she's, just speaking from, obviously, a pro-mobility and things like that, her charisma, she certainly got the tools there to be very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. But 
yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see where they place her and how she sort of deals with that sort of um, exposure in a film like that, in a film franchise like that. You wanted to talk about this next thing, and I've got a very different point than I think the point you were making. Um, So obviously on NXT this week, um, Killer Cross, or Carrion Cross, like Carry On Camping, um, debuted this week with Scarlet Bordeaux, who's lost the Bordeaux bit of her name. She is just Scarlet now. And they debuted on this week's NXT and destroyed a jobber. Um, the entrance is doing the rounds on social media at the moment and has garnered differing differing opinions. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, but Garth, I know you're a big Killer Cross mark going back to his Impact days, so I'll let you talk about it. And then I'll talk about the thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> um, I just thought it was really good. It was, it was really different. Um, I like. I mean, I like how they've introduced them so far. Anyway, with the little vignettes and the the whole TikTok thing and interrupting Triple H and etc. And I think him coming out. It's such a shame that there's no crowd again. Like, this would have been ideal. Um, I think it's smart how they've got him and her with them being like a real life couple. And she's like the valet who can also wrestle. Um, I thought her moment of the song was pretty cool. I mean, this is this is the thing that seems to piss people off. People are like, oh, she's singing out of time, etc. It's like, well, who else doesn't do that if they come out? Like, I don't understand what people's big deal with. I thought it was fine. It was like a sort of burlesque sort of entrance for her and then he comes out looking like an absolute monster um destroys this guy looked like a monster and yeah just i thought it was like a not the most amazing match but it was like the perfect debut for him and then see where he goes after that i honestly don't see what people's problem is i thought it was fine <laughs> enjoyed I, it i agree with you i i well i i said to you earlier i thought they packaged him brilliantly i thought killer cross is someone I, i'm gonna call him killer cross because i can't call him carry on cross without <laughs> carry on camping um i thought that he was he was tailor-made right, for, go on they'll just take they'll just call him cross so yeah you know. that's true <laughs> and then just shorten it to just k um <laughs> he was tailor he's tailor-made for one of those horrible wwe generic theme songs yeah um and I thought they did a good job with this theme song. That entrance with Scarlet standing there with the wings, I thought that was really good. I thought they packaged him like a killer, like a monster, and I thought they did a really, really good job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with you. I think the Scarlet stuff was great. Um, her interpretive dancing left a little bit to be desired, but, you know, <laughs> fine. Um, you can sort of, you know, put that on the fact that she's supposed to be this crazy character, and that's that's fine. Um, I had absolutely no issues with it, and to be perfectly honest, I think with a crowd, this would have got over huge, because mm-hmm. with the vignettes, with the TikTok stuff, which he did in Impact, and I thought was great, um, I think he's going to be a, a big star, and I now just want to see a feud between him and Alistair Black. Um, <clears throat> but- Alistair Black and there's, um, what do you call him? Punishment Martinez. Oh, of course. Oh, God, what's his actual name? Uh, well, I say his actual name. His actual name wasn't Punishment no, Martinez. 
called like Damien something else. Damien Priest. That's the one. Damien <laughs> Priest. All shit names, um, but there we are. Yeah, that'd be good as well. And then a match between him and Bray Wyatt, I imagine, would be great. Mm. Um, so this <laughs> Garth sent this to the group chat. Um, I hadn't had a chance to see this. And he said, watch this. You know, tell me what you think. I was like, yeah, all right. I didn't pick up anything about this because <laughs> in this match, he's uh, Karrion Cross is obviously taking on the aforementioned jobber, and I had to rewatch it three times to make sure that I hadn't just misheard this. Um, what they've done is they've given a small jobber man the name. Uh, just let me get the WhatsApp chat up. Uh, Leon Ruff. Sound familiar? It should do, because the WWE have just released Leo Rush, who is the spitting image of this bloke, from the hair to the size to the stature. Everything is the spit of this man. So what they've done is they've released Leo Rush and then put Leon Ruff, who is the Pez version of Leo Rush, and it's then like when WCW do it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just couldn't believe it. I was just like... <laughs> the first thing I said, in fact, this is what I've put on the group chat. This shouldn't be the thing I take from this, but they have a guy on NXT called Leon Ruff. I didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> really? Are they trolling? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sensational. Go back and go back and listen to it. Um it's a shame that they had no crowd for this. Going back to the main point of this, it's a shame they had no crowd for this. I think I see NXT champion in his future. Um, yeah. I think he's someone who is charismatic enough, creative enough to do something completely different with the championship and be something completely different on the top of that card. I think he has the ability to be something that Lars Sullivan threatened to be power wise, but then had that fucking awful match with Alistair Black where that infamous Black Mass botch. Um, I think Karrion Cross has got the ability in the ring. He's got the presence. He's got the charisma. I'm very, very, very excited to see. Do you know who I would love to see him go up and have a feud with? On the main roster? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. The the promos, the matches with both having to choke finisher. And the fact that they're both happy just to kick the shit out of each other. Well, that was something I wanted to ask you, actually. Obviously, Carrion Cross is um, using the Carrion jacket. Oh, no, the Cross yeah. jacket, sorry. Cross jacket. Yeah. Which is... Okay, fine. Um, it didn't look that good. No. And obviously, the match consisted of two Doomsday Silo suplexes, which <laughs> the job are sold phenomenally. Um but he was dropped awfully high <laughs> on his neck. If you watch the highlights, I say the highlights. First, the first the, one's pretty bad. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, but I think that would be, you know, you look at the stature of the man, the height of the man, I think that would be a more impactful finisher than, you know, yet another rear naked choke, which we've yeah. already got in Samoa Joe and in Shayna Baszler. Unless, unless they're going to sort of see how it works and change it up, maybe. But it's it's all right. I mean, it works with his character because he just does that demented sort of wide-eyed stare while he's doing it. Um, 
I don't know. We'll just, I, I guess we'll just have to see what to do with it. Yeah. Um, first up, though, good. I think overall, yeah. packaging was mm-hmm. great. So we'll see how uh, see if Scarlet can improve her uh, interpretive dance, shall we? <laughs> so next on the agenda, because I've shut down the agenda because I'm an idiot. Right. So, on Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast this week, the internet was a flutter when they found out that The Revolt, formerly The Revival, on WWE programming were to be the guests on the podcast. And everyone thought, ooh, some juicy, juicy stories, some gossip. Um, and people assumed that it would be like um, the podcast that he's done recently with Brody Lee uh, and with Matt Hardy. However, Garth... I don't think I speak on my own by saying it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, it was very much sort of let's not burn any bridges. Um, I mean, they weren't totally all in out, like all out sort of kissing up sort of WWE, but you could tell that they've held it back on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. It wasn't as revealing as I think everyone expected, but I mean, I think, I mean, they come across as quite sort of like pleasant guys and they know their stuff and they know their strengths and weaknesses and they do offer something different. Um, I'd be surprised if they're not in AEW. The way Jericho was talking. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all sounded just very sort of clinical and smart working on their part from deciding when they were going to go and signing up that extension um, to them leaving when they're deaf. It just seemed all very pre-planned. But when you when you hear them talk about it, it was very much like the WWE really did shit on them for them wanting to try. And the worst part about it is when they come out and this has been said obviously loads of times where basically Vince doesn't like people with a southern accent. They're dumb and he likes to package them as dumb and he doesn't like to have them speak. And before the revival had like got together as a team and they'd come in, they'd both said that. That was their strengths were brawling and talking, sort of shooting the shit. So eliminate half of their sort of prowess straight away. So I mean, you could tell that they were a bit pissed off, but at the end, they just thought, I was stuck higher now, and we went out. We didn't go out on the down, so fair dues. But I think, I don't think they're going to have any sort of worries about getting another job, because they're perfect now to go into somewhere that doesn't have that type of team. Not many places do. Like an old school sort of NWA style sort of no-nonsense team. So, yeah. I mean, it was an interesting talk and it was good, but it wasn't revealing. No, and I think that's that's a better word than the one I used. It wasn't revealing, it wasn't enlightening to any of the backstage, really. They did say, obviously, that they, they didn't lobby for more money. They weren't doing that. They wanted to try and get the entire tag team division over, which I thought was a nice thing that they mentioned. It was really interesting to hear about how you know, how tag team wrestling is seen um, by the WWE. I mean, many of us who watch the product actually know that anyway. You know, Vince has never really seen much worth in the tag team division. Um, but, you know, 
they said, we don't want the tag team belt. It doesn't mean anything because there's not enough emphasis put on the tag team division. And he's right. Aside from the New Day, I mean, even the Usos, who are a fantastic team, a proven fantastic team, they're, they're barely used. The New Day are the only real tag team that get any airtime apart from Heavy Machinery. And the only reason Heavy Machinery get any airtime, and I'm sorry, is because Otis, Vince finds Otis fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, and then they talk about these costumes, which we've got on the video. <laughs> so if you watch this on video, we've it, it's showing now. Um, but they they mentioned these costumes and how Vince tried to put them over and say like oh it's it's an ironic thing that you're doing it you know basically to say right well we can't get tv time unless we're comedy acts so we're going to dress like comedy acts and um dash wilder says i laughed so loud when he showed us this why have we got to wear lipsticks why why are we in lederhosen glow sticks glow sticks and you do look at them and you do feel so sorry for them because they talk about their their favorite matches and they're talking about you know the two out of three falls match they had with American Alpha on the house show circuit the two out of three falls match that they had with DIY at Toronto which is an absolute tag team wrestling masterclass they came up to the main roster the revival and people were losing their they were like oh my god it's the return of tag team wrestling. You know, imagine these versus the New Day. You know, their debut against the New Day where one of them got injured and they came out with merch the next week that yeah. was like, injure the New Day or something like that. Um, but then they just failed to capitalise as so often they did. I mean, they jobbed out to Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins at WrestleMania 35, um, which, you know, was a great moment. And they actually say to their credit on this podcast, they say one of the big things we wanted to do was we wanted to be so good that no matter what faces were wrestling us, they would get over. And I suppose, you know, mm -hmm. they did get over. Um, but it was on the pre-show. And effectively, no one gives a shit about the pre-show, even if it's a That's WrestleMania pre-show. That's the thing. I mean, even... I mean, the funny thing is, like... Um, I can't remember which one it said. It was who said. He says... Like, obviously, they laughed at it and they said, but... They said, but I would have wore that shit and I would have given it everything I had because it's professionalism and if you can show that you're willing to do that, surely then that shows you, it shows a potential to do better things, but he says, but that just never came up. The, the best, I think the most sort of revealing thing was that he said those leaks definitely come from someone in, in the know because nobody else has access to that shit. And it very much sounds like not everybody's sort of singing from the same hymn sheet in WWE, and there are people who are trying to rock the boat, which is quite interesting. So Yeah, it is very interesting. It, I mean, it's a shame for them, but like I say, if it means that they can go and often do matches that they want to do now, and people can see it, I'm all for it. I mean, I could totally see them just walking straight into NWA. And absolutely lapping that place up. Yeah, absolutely. I could see them working really, really well in AEW, obviously with their tag team division. I think they would be a breath of fresh air in the New Japan tag team division. Mm. Um, I imagine, I imagine, whoever they do sign with, um, it's. I mean, let's make no bones about it. It's probably going to be all elite, but yeah. they won't want to be, you know, 
tied down to one company. They'll want to be able to work different places against different teams because they've well, been the, deprived of that for so long. The kit they kept mentioning um, the North in um, Impact, who are very much like them, quite old school, hard hitting, um, really good, like um, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, as he called. I think so. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen of them, like the, the few times I have watched them on Impact, they are really good, and I could imagine them having really good matches. So it sounds like they're not just saying, "Right, we're going to go to AEW." They're looking at, they're not looking at the company; they're looking at the division and how they can work with it. So it's going to be interesting to see where they end up. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, right, Garth. Let's end today's podcast with Money in the Bank predictions. The official. Money in the Bank predictions. Now, we are recording this on the 7th of May. It will get released on the 8th of May. Um, So, currently, we'll be going off the current card, obviously, Mm. as it stands. We won't, obviously, know about SmackDown, um, but we'll amend as such. And you'll be able to find these pay-per-view pick-ems on Saturday um, on the website, www.podmania.co.uk. All our pay-per-view pickums are there. Garth, you are hugely behind in these pickums. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, when are you going to start picking up, man? You, you need to start thinking about some of these picks. I'll start picking up when they, they give us the correct uh, matches. <laughs> give us the correct results. I'm, I'm going with my heart, not my head. <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. I dread to think who you're going for in this fucking men's ladder match then. Um, <laughs> so, just quickly, and this is something I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently, obviously, they're climbing the corporate ladder during this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is taking... Literally. The ladders, the ladder matches are taking place at Titan Towers, but apparently both matches are happening simultaneously. How is it two separate rings? I do. I, I when I saw the images, I thought it was one ring, but it had both briefcases. In which right. case, it's going to be absolute fucking carnage. Imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine someone like, say, somebody climbing up and then realizing, oh shit, that's the women's. <laughs> <laughs> King Corbin having to cash in the women's money in the and bank. To, like J- Jimmy the uh, ladder. Or, say, I don't know, Carmella goes to reach up for it. And, I don't know, um, Otis just fucking spears her off the top of the ladder or something. <laughs> it, I mean, fair play to the WWE for trying something different in these times. Um, you know, I can't, I can't for them for that. I can't see how it's going to work. Um, I really, really, really hope that it's this is sort of hokey as fuck and it starts off like at the bottom of Titan Towers or whatever it is and have to work their way up it like Game of Death. The idea of Alistair Black having to use the lift is making me very, very happy. Just getting up the stairs and they're pulling each other down the stairs and like... And then the actual match doesn't start until they're on the roof in the ring. Like, all the stuff beforehand. Like, And you'll get our truth come out with this 24-7 belt or whoever's got it. <laughs> I, just, I hope they do some stupid shit like that. 
think it will be hokey. I think I think it's got to be. If you're doing something like this, a stipulation like this, you're gonna have people, you know, being slammed into photocopiers. I imagine we'll have photocopies <laughs> of people's faces and stuff like that. AJ <laughs> I would mentioned. Love that, honestly, I think it's it's got the potential to be good. I just and again credit to the WWE for trying something completely different. I don't know how it's going to translate on TV, but to be fair, the two things they tried at WrestleMania, the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match, I absolutely loved. So, you know... I, I would love it if there's like... If they can get a load of cameos or daft shit in, or have it where, I don't know, Triple H is having a meeting and they interrupt <laughs> it. Just something stupid like that. <laughs> Just make it like... A Matt Hardy match, a broken Matt Hardy match. Just make it fucking mental. Go all in on the bollocks. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Um, right. I mean, AJ talked about throwing people off the top of the fucking building today. So we have had that, obviously, in <laughs> WCW. Um, he's he's technically a zombie. That is true. He's immortal. Immortal AJ Styles survived being buried alive, um, which wasn't mentioned, obviously. Um, but there we are. Um so, let's start from the bottom then, Garth, and work our way to the ladder matches. So, at the moment, announced, obviously I imagine we'll have more announced um, on SmackDown, we've got six matches. The first mm-hmm. is a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And this is between The New Day, who are the current champions, versus The Miz and John Morrison, versus The Forgotten Sons, uh, versus Lucha House Party. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, this match, you look who's in this match, you've got Kofi, you've got John Morrison, you've got Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. You have got the potential to have a fucking great match. A match with some spots and obviously with the Forgotten Sons, they're more sort of ground and pound so it's quite sort of a styles clash sorry the pun <laughs> um but i don't know it looks like a decent match to be fair um i honestly don't know who could get it because at this point it's it's irrelevant the new day don't really bring anything new to it anymore I, I'm, I'm gonna go balls to the wall and go forgotten sons Wow. Wow. Okay. That that is balls to the wall. Um I fucking hate the Forgotten Sons. Um I mean the, the Miz God Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone fucking hates him. Um it depends how they're gonna do this match. Are they actually gonna have four tag teams or are they just gonna do what they did at Mania and are they gonna have one from each team? Um yeah, like to keep tagging each other in. I mean, it does. It does look like. I mean, Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado are listed. Um, Biggie and Kofi Kingston are listed. So you know, it could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I think is the most important thing here. Oh, the Miz and Morrison album going into Mania. Um, I'd like to see Lucha House Party hold them. I think they could mm-hmm. do something really, really fun with it. I think something different. But are the WWE going to do anything different? Probably not. So I'm going to be boring and go for the new day. <laughs> um, Chris has forgotten to input his um, 
his predictions. So I'm going to make the predictions for him. Um, he is going for a DQ finish where the titles will then be held vacant. <laughs> um, so we have got next, we have got the singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship with the champion Bailey taking on, for some Big fucking Tom. reason, Big Tam. Uh, Tamina Snooker, I mean... What the fuck has she done to deserve a title match? I mean, to be, it, it's more believable that she's got a title match here than her being inserted into that match at Mania where she just hadn't been on TV. Um, I mean, it's got to be Bailey, right? They're not going to have Bailey's streak broken by, of all people, Tamina. Not. Um, no, I don't think they will. No. There's no reason to do it. There's, yeah, there's one person that's taking that championship off Bailey, and that's Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so are you getting Bailey as well as yeah. me? Yeah, it's weird because Chris has gone for Tamina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we but then go. Oh my God, imagine <laughs> the scenes. Oh my God. Oh, don't, because knowing my luck, he probably fucking will. Um, We'll go then to the... Let's go to the Universal Championship match next, um, where we've got Braun Strowman, the current Universal Champion, taking on Bray Wyatt. Not the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Mm. Um, Go on, Garth, I'll let you go first. So, obviously... Well, not obviously, but they're going to go back to the Wyatt family sort of thing, aren't they? Um, With it being Bray. Mm. Um... It's hard one to call, to be honest, because technically, Bray's a character and he's at the point where he doesn't need a championship. He can still do his thing and not need a belt. In fact, the belt probably holds him back. I'm... But then Braun's only really got it because Reigns wasn't around. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go Bray. Okay. And I'm going to say that he's going to hold it as Bray Wyatt and The Fiend's not going to hold it. So whenever he's The Fiend, The Fiend won't mention the belt. Okay. Interesting caveat. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Braun, which surprises some of you, I imagine, with me being the massive Bray Wyatt mark I am. Um... But I think you're right. I think Bray needs the championship. There were rumours that once Goldberg basically refused to lose and ended up with the championship, um, that Bray was going to get it back and then that was going to stem into a huge Reigns versus Wyatt feud. Then obviously the idea was Reigns to get it back at Mania and then have the Wyatt versus Reigns feud. (laughs) However, here you have got... Braun, who was never supposed to have the championship, <laughs> versus Bray, who is supposed to have this feud with Reigns, but, you know, as mentioned earlier on the video, Reigns might not be, you know, he might have completely been evaporated from history at this <laughs> point. So I don't think Bray does need the championship. I don't think, you know, we've just seen Bray Wyatt and The Fiend with the championship. I think it would be unfair to end Strowman's reign here. 
Um, with it being Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend, I think he can afford to take the loss, even though the mm-hmm. shine's sort of been taken on that because Goldberg's shit all over it in Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's Braun. We then go to the WWE Championship match um, between Drew McIntyre, the champion, and the man who lost to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania and therefore apparently has a title shot, uh, Seth Rollins. Um, Monday Night Rollins, the saviour of Monday Night, doing a fantastic job, just recorded their lowest ever rating. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that's because of Seth. <laughs> um, do you or do you not think that Drew McIntyre is going to win this comfortably? It's, uh, he's got to win it. I don't know if it's going to be comfortably, but he's got to win it. I can't see them... I can't see a reason why or how Rollins would win this. There's no real story. There's no real reason. And to take if if they were to take it off Drew in this manner in this match, without someone having a proper chase with the money in the, the actual money in the bank, that would just be a fucking piss take. To then give it back yeah. to Rollins. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> um, I've gone Drew as well. Um. Chris has gone for Lacey Evans cashing. <laughs> so there you go. Interesting picks from Chris. Um, you know, he's he's been bold. He's been bold. Um, and he's gone for Bray Wyatt as well, because I can't be asked to think of something funny for that. Um, right, ladder matches. So <laughs> let's do the women's first. Um, in the women's Money in the Bank this year, we have got... Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Star-studded. Um, mm-hmm. Garth, are you going for? Normally, I would say Shayna Baszler. In fact, last week, you did say Shayna Baszler. <laughs> but that's getting boring. Um, I won out to win it, but I... honestly, I don't know why. As soon as I saw it, as soon as I... Because like, I looked at the, the, the sort of lineups today... The first one that jumped out it was is Nia Jax. Oh, don't no! I knew you were going to say that. Honestly, I don't oh. know what it is. I think all of the the stuff she's been doing recently, all of the shit on where obviously where she's been killing people in the ring. Quite literally, with Carrie saying exactly, and the stuff she's been doing on Twitter. The WWE have got kind of got like a ready-made heel champion there, where she can literally say, "I've." brutalized people to get this shot to get to to get this opportunity and i'm i'm, I'm going night jacks <laughs> i can't see how i mean there's all very well having a heel champion but a heel champion that can't work and is a physical danger to anyone she's in the ring with you know <laughs> a one-off fair enough but this has been multiple people now that she has just been unsafe with and she's 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 got she must have she's got the connections man if you mention the fucking rock i swear to god (laughs) um i just i don't think she should be rewarded then with the money in the bank i just i feel like i think she needs to be better in ring or fired one of the two um no i don't think she should be fired but she does need some improvement in the ring because if she is gonna really really hurt someone soon that that spot with Kyrie saying was alarming and a ladder match. Oh, God. <laughs> she's immobile anyway. She's she's not 
the most athletic competitor anyway. So just that. Oh no, no, she's no, no. no. She's going to do something off the, the top of the ladder. She's going, she, but she will. Sp- knowing her botch record, she will pick that ladder up and she'll decapitate someone with it. <laughs> we'll end up with headless Dana Brooke. Poor Dana. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I can't be further away from you. There's not a chance <laughs> Nia Jax is winning this, in my opinion. Um, the ready-made stories, Lacey Evans. Um. I mean, she's cash. According to Chris, she's cashing in on Drew McIntyre later. So, um, <laughs> but no. In all, in all seriousness, a, a feud with Bailey and all the stuff with Bailey and Sasha Banks and her kid. I just think it just works that she can then have this upper hand. Um, she's a face now, bafflingly. Um, she's. I, just, oh, I don't. So like, fucking dull. She is. She is dull. I don't like her character. Nothing against her. She's. She's improved in ring. I, I can't get around that fact she has improved in ring there was a lot of improvement to have but she has improved in ring um i just i don't like her character i never have done you know she's supposed to be all like oh feminism and then she comes in and rips off a skirt it's like what the mm. fuck it's two completely contradictory things um but saying that i do appreciate all the stuff she does for veterans so you know fair play to her um so yeah i think the biggest story going into this is lacey evans and i think she's going to do very well, and I think she's going to win it. Um, because looking at it, it's it's a very boring looking ladder match. Yeah, I mean, Asuka and Shayna Baszler. I mean, Shayna is a very one trick pony. Asuka is probably the most entertaining in this ladder match, but she's got no one really to play off. You've got Dana Brooke and Carmella, who are basically the same person. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, nonsensical. They're not going to have Carmella win it again. So, right. Men's ladder match now. Um, in the match, we've got uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, AJ Styles, and for some unknown fucking reason, Otis. Now, <laughs> with a certain sense of trepidation, Garth, um, I'm going to hand over to you, but I want you to know that when I do hand over to you, if you mention the fact that you think it's going to be Otis, or if you... <laughs> Talk about the fact that you think it's going to be Otis. I'll end the fucking podcast. So, <laughs> with with those words in mind, mate, who are you going for, buddy? <laughs> well, I don't think it'll be Otis. Oh, thank fucking Christ. But I'll be surprised if there isn't some sort of shenanigans involving him, which I'm... costs somebody the chance. I imagine like Dolph's gonna come yeah. down or I imagine Dolph is gonna get involved in some capacity. Yeah. Um AJ stars for me. Okay. I think um, Alistair Black, from what I've seen, hasn't done enough really. But then again and I honestly don't think the, the whoever's doing the creative has got him that high up on the, the sort of agenda. Um and I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure they do this because it's a Triple H thing. It's like a power game. Um, Rey Mysterio, possibly for the last sort of run. Um, Daniel Bryan, possibly, but doesn't need it because the fans love him anyway. Um, King Corman, no. Um, <laughs> just no. Yeah, and AJ Styles has just come back from the dead. Um, True. Who will stop a zombie? Exactly. Um, 
And I just think he's the... He's one that is a legitimate chaser for the championship. He's a legitimate star still. And having the championship works with him. I don't know what the rest of them could bring to the championship or what I could give them. Um, not that, I mean, obviously doesn't mean they're going to win it, but I think I would like to see AJ Styles chasing somebody for the championship. Like, well, Drew, if he keeps it. AJ Styles versus Drew, I think it'll be good matches. Um, yeah, AJ. I must admit, the idea of comedy AJ trying to cash in and then thinking better of it every single week is <laughs> is great. Um, Corbin we can rule out because they made such a farce with that the first time. Um, Brian, he's already won it, I think. We've just done the championship with I say just. It was a year ago, but you know we've done the championship thing with him now. I think what he's doing with people like Drew Gulak and basically having great wrestling matches with people like that. I think that's a great thing to do. I think that's his niche. Um, for me, um, if they give Otis this thing, I'm I'm just, I'm done. I'm just so done. Um, <laughs> you can't just wiggle your belly and get the money in the bank contract. I just disagree. Um, it's, it's between Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black, and I am torn between the two. Mysterio, obviously, to have that final run, and Aleister Black, because he's cool. Um... And he's one of the best things about Raw at the moment. And I know it's not hard to be one of the best things about Raw at the moment, but he is one of them. <laughs> um, ultimately, I'm trying to weigh up who I'd prefer to see Drew McIntyre in a match with. Um, and I think I'd rather see him in a match with Alistair Black. Um, though it would be quite interesting to see Drew versus Rey Mysterio. Um, <laughs> no, I'm go I'm going to go Alistair Black. Um, oh fuck am I I don't see him holding a briefcase I don't know why I don't know why it's his, whether it's his gimmick honestly that's the thing that I was thinking I was like would he get the briefcase and be happy just like or would he just sit on the top of the ladder with it it's just right imagine Rollins running down Wrestlemania 31 can you see Alistair Black doing that no, because no, it's ridiculous. Not. He's not that type of frantic. Whereas I could see Rhea Mysterio or AJ. I could see Rhea doing it against maybe... Would he do it against Drew, though? Would it not be a heel? Um... Oh, I'd put... I'd... Oh, God... Uh, or would Alistair Black go, go heel? You, even so, I still don't see him carrying a... Oh. He would He would have to decorate it. Like, have a black one. But then in a black suit as well. Yeah. With that black, would look quite cool. Like, tattoo shit all over it. Yeah. Do you know what? Fuck it. I am getting Alistair Black. Alistair Black. <laughs> and there we go. So, our predictions so far. So... I have got the New Day Garth. You have got the Forgotten Sons for some fucking unknown reason. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre versus Seth. We've both got Drew. Um, Bailey versus Tamina. We've both got Bailey. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. You've gone Bray. I've gone Braun. 
Uh, men's ladder match, I've gone Alistair Black, and you have gone with AJ. And the women's yeah. Money in the Bank ladder match, I have gone for Lacey Evans, and you have gone for the botch queen herself, <laughs> Nia Jax. <laughs> Just wow. Um, we'll talk next week about the show. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if any of us have managed to get around to watching it. I'll probably watch the. Uh, I'll probably watch the ladder matches, but I doubt I'll watch it. I doubt I'll watch the rest of the show, to be fair, honest. It doesn't exactly have me captivated. No. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that just about rounds up our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening to our week in wrestling. So a few notes just to take. Um, this will be obviously released on the 8th of May, on the Friday. Next Friday, the 15th of May, we will have another installment of the week in wrestling where we will be looking back at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view um on the 19th then on the tuesday we'll be looking back at a classic feud from the wwe uh namely the feud in 2008 between chris jericho and sean michaels um in the meantime you can of course subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, google spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcasts we are there you can also listen to them on the website www.podmania.co.uk where you can see our back catalogue of um, podcasts our match ratings all of that good shit features previews all those good things are there. Um, you can talk to me on Twitter at, at @realrobgoodwin. Garth, where can they find you? Uh, Garthamania. Um, you can also talk to Chris on and Bushi, two ends. Uh, follow the podcast at, at @podmania. Don't forget to join the Facebook group, um, which is just under Podmania Podcast. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Podmania.